Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24. Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net. HITRUST is a leading data protection standards development and certification organization that strives to safeguard sensitive information and manage information risk for global organizations across all industries and throughout the third-party supply chain. Learn more at HITRUSTALLIANCE.NET. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open-source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. Black Cloak provides concierge cybersecurity protection to corporate executives and high net worth individuals to protect against hacking, reputational loss, financial loss, and the impact of a corporate data breach. Learn more at blackcloak.io. Modern application development needs modern application security. With our award-winning application security testing solutions, Checkmarks enables developers to securely accelerate their work. Learn more at checkmarks.com. AppViewX is trusted by the world's leading global organizations to reduce risk, ensure compliance, and increase visibility through machine identity management and application infrastructure security and orchestration. Learn more at appviewx.com. Right, here we go. This is ITSP Magazine on our traditional chats on the road to RSA conference. This time is 2022, and it sounds kind of weird to say traditional because uh, for the past uh, couple of years, I would say nothing has been traditional. <laughs> Everything has been uh, changing uh, quite a bit, but we are back at it, and we are excited to keep our conversation going. And today we have the CEO of RSA Security, our friend Rohit. Rohit Guy, how are you? I'm very good, Marco. Always great to have an opportunity to speak with you. Yeah, I, I don't even know at this point how many times we got the chance to talk even in person, recording podcasts, sitting next to each other at some past event and, uh, and often uh, remotely and virtually, especially as I was saying lately. So it's, it's a pleasure to have you on again on ITSP Magazine and uh, why don't we start with uh, a little introduction about yourself for the people that, probably th those few that don't know who you are, 
And then uh, we can start talking about what you're up to at RSA Conference and what's what's coming up and what is new there. So let, let's start with you and uh, how have you been? What have you been doing? No, it sounds great. And uh, so just by way of introduction, I'm Rohit Guy. I am the CEO of RSA. And the story of RSA has been pretty close to the story of cybersecurity itself. We've been in the cybersecurity field for many, many decades, but about two and a half years ago, right around the pandemic, we announced that RSA was spinning out of Dell Technologies. So we're now in a private independent setting, which is exciting to be kind of born again and be small again and feel like, uh, you know, a, a 30 plus year old startup. So what I've been up to Marco, since the spin out is to uh, reconfigure RSA to take advantage of our new independent setting and drive innovation on, on behalf of our customers. And of course, being in the identity and access management space with all the remote and hybrid work and you know, with you traveling all around and, and kind of, you know, that is a typical example, right? You're doing your work from anywhere. So as work has transformed, that has been a great catalyst for cybersecurity and, and certainly helped RSA. But uh, that's that's really a bit about me and what I've been up to recently. Well, that's great. And I, I think you drop uh, a few hints in, in your presentation. Number one, the keyword transform, which happened to also be the theme for RSA Conference 2022. And uh, I know that because uh, our first kickoff conversation for it was uh, with Linda Gray Martin and Brita Glade and Cecilia Murtag. And we kind of went over all the, the things that we can expect this year at RSA conference. But with this transform, I think you, you, you may actually give us a, an extra information that we haven't covered yet. So uh, any other transformation on the, on the horizon? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Marco. The, it's interesting that the theme of RSA Conference 2022 is transform, but the conference itself is going through its own transformation. And I don't just mean that in, in terms of it being hybrid, right? Uh, as you know, for, we haven't had a physical conference in the last two years during, uh, during COVID. So it's great yeah, to be able to... I'm, I'm aware. Everybody is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's a great feeling to bring the industry together in June for the first time in person. But the new update we have is that, um, you know, we are very excited to be working with Crosspoint Capital alongside our existing investors, STG and Clear Lake. So we, uh, RSA Conference is now an independent business, an independent company that is focused on this mission of serving the cybersecurity professionals around the globe and with this extra investment, you know, we expect the conference to be bigger and better. And, uh, you know, all, the, all the entire community that powers this conference can look forward to not just a great conference experience, but a 365 year round learning platform and just, you know, a connection platform to stay engaged with the community, not just physically when we're together, but throughout the year. So uh, a, a very, uh, important announcement in the story of the conference uh, being announced. That That is a really big announcement. It, it sounds like what you said about RSA security, even RSA conference is a, 
is a brand new company that has been around for a long time, a brand new event that has a lot of things changed. And I don't know if you're doing this all on purpose, but I think we can start talking about your presentation there, RSA conference, which it seems to me very much in line with transform. And, uh, and the only constant is something, something, something. Yeah. You want to tell yeah. us about it? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, uh, Marco. So the title of my talk is The Only Constant, okay? And I've taken a slightly provocative interpretation of that topic. Uh, pretty much everybody would expect me to say the only constant is change, right? That's the, especially the theme of the conference is transform. Right. The title, the title of the talk is only the only constant. So obviously I should say the only constant is change. But what I'm going to say is that change is absolutely a constant, but it is not the only constant. Okay. So that's okay. a subtle nuance. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, if you think about just the word constant and think about our world and what constants mean for us, the, the point I try to make is, look, uh, constants power progress. They are the foundation for science. If you think about a scientific experiment, right? Scientists change all kinds of variables and they see what's changing and what's not. And what does not change kind of provides a platform for figuring out solutions. Like, you know, if you think about science and let's say take an example of the gravitational constant, using the fact, applying the knowledge that that is a constant, I can predict my weight on Mars without ever traveling to Mars, right? So constants have a very special role for us because they serve as a platform for solutions. You can predict how things will be in times or in places where you've never been, if you know what constants are. So thinking about what other constants exist besides the constancy of change is important for making scientific progress. And as you and I know, cybersecurity is, of course, it's, there's a lot of art to it, but it certainly has a lot of science to it as well. So my talk basically will try to touch on what is a constant from a cybersecurity perspective that we can leverage to build solutions that are enduring and that last despite change. So obviously my question will be, tell me what are these constant, but I don't want yeah. you to give away the talk. So <laughs> understood, understood. Let's, understood. let's talk about that in a more generic way. And then we yeah. of course leave the, the reveal for the talk itself. So yeah. tell me, a little bit about how we got to where we are and what make you think about this way to look at things. Maybe, you know, two, three years, four years ago, I remember one of your talk was about fighting fire with fire. You always have this beautiful metaphor that for me, not coming from a technical background, that helped me very much to understand the business of cybersecurity. So if you can maybe walk our audience to what brought you to think this way, and maybe after that, we can talk about what you see about the future, but 
let's start from the past no that's that's uh, that's absolutely great and you know what what i uh, you know i have attempted to do marco is to elevate cybersecurity to be a business topic and it in today's climate it very much is right it's no longer the domain of simple simply technology it's a board level topic business stakeholders are tuned into the radio cybersecurity and they're listening in keenly regulators are stepping in so it's a it's a time for um you know adding perspective to the discussion and making it a business conversation so that's sort of my typical orientation when i think about you know what i should bring to the table uh, the other thing i try to do is i try to zoom out and i say look every year there will be new types of attacks you know there is a human adversary on the other side so they'll come up with creative ways to attack us and we'll respond for sure and it's very important to respond having said that what business principles can we apply to make sure that the impact of those attacks is mitigated right and and i've often used this phrase that hey it's it's uh just like the goal of medicine is not to eradicate disease it's to make sure disease doesn't impact health despite the existence of it right you're not going to get rid of all the viruses and all the bacteria and all that and all the negative things but you have to minimize the impact to health similarly in cybersecurity there will be breaches there will be um you know cyber incidents what we have to focus on is how do you minimize uh the business impact of it and, and how, you know how are we yeah. doing with that <laughs> yeah no i think i think the i think we are getting better at maybe mitigating business impact on a siloed basis marco is kind of what i feel if i you mm. know so within our own businesses we have started to do a better job of understanding our risk profile understanding our risk register and saying hey if my you know if my uh business process to ship to our customers is disrupted then that's going to be a problem so people have taken a risk orientation to cybersecurity and that's great where i think there is still a lot of work to do is in terms of the connections between different businesses if you if you look at what happened last year in the cyberscape we saw a big increase in ransomware we see we see a big increase in supply chain attacks and it's in the supply chain attacks if you think about it right it it has the potential to spread like wildfire because by disrupting supply chain you can you can actually attack multiple businesses at the same time and you can spread from one business to another to another so this is a new type of threat vector that uh, you know from a business perspective has the ability to spread very rapidly and have very debilitating impact on infrastructure on our lives and on economies and societies so that's sort of kind of the scary thought that um that we all have to be aware of and you know try and do something about so you made a point that made me think because you said yeah we're doing better in silos and then you mentioned about 
the vector attack become everything you do. I mean, we're working from home, from traveling, from hotel. And I'm always thinking, like, are we sharing enough in this industry to help each other so that it, it's not in silos anymore, but there is an intelligence sharing that can make everybody ready to, or, or at least in a better position to react or prevent certain things from happening? What's, what's your point of view on that? I, I think we're not doing enough, quite frankly, to answer your question. And I think that is absolutely one of the biggest opportunities we have as a community. Because, you know, if you think about big problems, I'll take the analogy of climate change, right? Unless every country does something about it, we're not going to change climate change globally, right? Because if even if one country is kind of being irresponsible in terms of pollution or not taking care of sort of green, you know, greenhouse emissions and, you know, consumption of fossil fuels, you still have a problem at the global level. Similarly, cybersecurity, I've called it a, you know, to use Malcolm Gladwell, it is a, a, you know, it is a sport where everybody must play. And unless everybody plays and helps each other out, you don't have a shot at winning. And, you know, we have, yes, we have made progress. We've started to share threat intelligence across, um, you know, different organizations. What we have not done, though, is getting, uh, sharing more real-time threat data. If there is, back to that supply chain analogy, right, if, if there was any kind of advanced warning system where when one company got impacted, there was a rapid way to kind of inform others and do something about it, then I think the damage could have been mitigated. So we are doing, we are sharing threat intelligence in terms of what are all the different types of threats that are playing out or could happen. But I think we need to uh, make this information available more in real time and faster than we have been able to in the past to really, um, have an impact, but it is absolutely a team sport. And without working together, we don't stand a chance. Do you think that this big change, this two years of pandemic, new emerging technology, the way that we had to communicate more and also other factors and, and news that we have seen lately, unfortunately, that really make you think about the supply chain and how important it is. Maybe not from a cybersecurity perspective, for the everyday user or for the regular news, but your head when you're in this business, it, it does goes <laughs> to, to that, right? You know, you, you said that something get disrupted and everything, it, it's starting to echo all over the places. And of course, one of the thought as well is national security. And I'm wondering if, if you're making some points during your talk about national security as you talk about supply chain as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, as it pertains to national security, you know, we're seeing, you know, they're seeing two things. One is there is a big blending happening in terms of the physical battleground and the digital battleground, right? And we see that in the Russia-Ukraine conflict as an example. You know, you would have seen the news around, you know, in Russia, some of the uh, electric vehicle charging stations were hacked, 
right? As a, a, during the war. So it's clearly there's digital cyber warfare that is being played out uh, while there is a physical conflict. Uh, so this idea that, you know, in the past we've thought about cyber threat activity as something that is asynchronous with and is sort of separate from physical wars or conflicts. But as the Russia-Ukraine conflict suggests, it is now in band and is sort of happening co-synchronously and in parallel with during a conflict. And it's a big part of the it's a big part of the uh, warfare strategy, if you will. And from a national security perspective, there are two things I would say. One is, you know, uh, touching on this, touching on the kind of the supply chain point. You, you know, we have to really be thoughtful about what supply chains we are participating in and contemplate what happens if you know, some of those nations are impacted and stuff like that, that has concrete business and governmental and societal impact. The other point I think we have to think about is information warfare. And by that, I mean, if you look at, if you look at how countries are using information in the context of warfare, I don't know if you caught this Marco, but on, on, one of the social media platforms, there was a, a meme of that went viral, which was uh, Zelensky uh, basically, you know, uh, accepting kind of accepting defeat, if you will, right? And that was a fake uh, news that was uh, planted. But again, it drives these kind of viral waves in the social media and can cause people to have a mis, you know, kind of a wrong picture of the of the world. Similarly, to Ukraine's credit, they have actually used social media very, very effectively, including, uh, including, uh, you know, their military leaders, as well as Zelensky has used it very, very effectively to influence public opinion, both social post on social media, to, to effectively create a positive uh, support system, if you will, across the globe. And if you think about, you know, the point I try to make is that by winning on public opinion, by using information and social media very effectively, Ukraine, I think, has more effectively been able to stand up against Russia. And it is, I think, because of some of the information campaign that they led, that they were able to attract help from countries like Germany, even Switzerland stepped in, you know, so they're, they're, they've had, uh, they've had, uh, a very good strategy in terms of using information in the context of warfare. So with these examples, the point I'm making, Marco, is that as, as it pertains to national security, we have to think about cyber as a battleground, but also cyber and digital technology as weaponry to drive, hopefully, constructive and truth-based information campaigns uh, rather than creating disinformation and all of that. But it is as much information in cyber warfare as it is physical warfare. Absolutely. And you're bringing this example of something that has been going on with war since the beginning of time. You know, you call it propaganda. Now we have 
different tools that are no more just radio waves, which, by the way, I heard they've been used again, <laughs> radio signal during during this war to kind of reach to uh, the Russian side of things that they could stop the internet, but maybe they couldn't stop the radio waves. So kind of interesting the way that these were used. But again, your point is that you're by, you're fighting this battle on every front, and and I think that's probably a good uh, a good example that, of course, we. We, we would have liked to not have to witness, but if we have to learn a lesson from this, maybe there is something we can apply, I'm imagining, to the commercial um, application of cybersecurity as well. So th that said, I'm going to ask you one last question, and then maybe we'll make a couple of points to invite people to be part of your presentation uh, during the RSA conference. So Talking about a little bit of the past, a little bit of the present, what's your view for what is going to be this next, let's say, new normal? And I'm doing my usual air quotes here for people on the podcast, so I know <laughs> that I'm doing this in a kind of like an ironic way. Do, do you see us going somewhere or am I still referring to the title of your presentation? And I'm going to say the only constant is that, that, that. No, I think, uh, you know, to use your, uh, this newer phase, which is the new normal, you know, the other way to think of it is new is normal, right? And, mm -hmm. and change is absolutely a constant. It's not the constant. That's the only point I make. And, you know, so if you think about what is new, what is the new normal? It, I, I think there is, um, you know, as it pertains to cybersecurity specifically, uh, there is a lot of lot of talk around, you know, hybrid work and zero trust, and those are based on principles that were founded many years ago. The principle of least privilege: don't assign any privilege beyond what you really need. But it boils down to this from a business perspective: that in order to protect your business, in order to be an effective defender, you have to do two things. And I use a basketball analogy here because the Warriors um, from here in the San Francisco Bay Area are having a great run and they're in the NBA Finals. Good. So using Go for it. <laughs> so the basketball analogy is, um, you know, the, the, the quality of a best defense is twofold. One is to anticipate where the ball is going to go next, right? Anticipation. And in order to do that, you need to um, you need to have your eyes and ears open and you need to move very fast. So speed and anticipation are a key success factor. That means you, you have to invest in technology like AI and be able to reason over vast amounts of data to give us that insight, insight and that instinct so we can anticipate where the attackers might go next. The second thing though is as a basketball defender, you have to protect the paint, protect the area directly under the basket, the most important area, so that if you don't protect that, then you're gonna lose. So we have to pay a lot of attention to what's most important for our businesses and, and focus on protecting that. Because even if the bad guys get in, if they don't damage what's most important, you'll get by, you'll survive. And as I said before, the, our objective is, as cyber security professionals is to minimize business impact. It's not to eradicate breaches or cyber incidents because that's not practical. 
that's not going to happen. So net-net, from a business point of view, for being a great cyber defense strategy or a cyber posture strategy, you know, trust no one, zero trust and all that, that's great. But the essence of it is you have to move fast, anticipate attacks and protect the paint. I think you you cannot make it more clear than this because even if somebody doesn't follow basketball, I think it applies to a lot of sport teams. Like running around the ball, try to chase it. Well, it's not a good strategy. Right? Exactly. You get tired and you're not going exactly. to you're not going to focus to what is important. So really, really good point. So to to end this, I'm I'm going to remind actually everyone that your talk will be on Monday, June sixth. 2022, of course, is coming up at 3.30 p.m. Moscone West. And so I'm really hoping and inviting that a lot of people that come there will come and, and participate and listen to what you have to say, because I've, I've heard your talk, your speak and presentation, and I always come out with something that make me think. And as I always say, when we do a podcast, if people walk away from it and say, you know, this really made me think, we're doing a good job. So my last question for you is, what would you like for people to think when they see the presentation that you're going to do, they walk away, they talk to each other, I can totally picture the, the Moscone in my head right now, and talk to each other. What, what would you like for them to talk about after they listen to what you have to say? What should they take home with them and back in their companies? You know, one of the things I want to emphasize this year, Marco, is, look, we live in a world where we are driven by innovation and convenience. We all want convenience. We want things to be easier and faster. And that's all great. And that's absolutely the right thing to do. But if it's at the expense of or the cost of security, we have to sit back and pause and wonder if convenience in every scenario is the right thing. And again, we've had an incident in Texas just this week. I'm gonna, you know, kind of just reflecting on that. Like really, do you want to make it super convenient for people to get access to guns? That's not a place where convenience should be optimized. So my, my, my provocation or my uh, key takeaway or my ask of people is to think about this. We've always thought about this trade-off between convenience and security. First of all, I think it's high time where we, for specific situations, for the things that are important, stop sacrificing security for convenience. And second, we should not think of this as a zero-sum game should not think of it as security or convenience. You can grow the pie, you can have security and convenience. So therefore, maybe there isn't a need to sacrifice convenience and you can still have security. And that's the kind of the mindset we need to develop. We need to create solutions and innovations that enable the, that kind of thinking. So that's, that's my key takeaway and my ask uh, of my audience. And I would love to see everybody there. Again, like you said, my objective is, you know, most people that are there will be very, very smart. So my objective is not to, you know, not to, uh, you know, tell them what the right answers are, but just to provoke some thinking and 
uh, you know, some some food for thought is what I hope to be able to provide. I think all your reference and and even referring to the news, it's something is in in our head. Everybody, I think, is thinking about that, and the reference to many other things we do in life. I think uh, I think you're you're right. You're correct. We need we can't have it all because we end up probably not have anything if we want it all. Exactly. So. I, I agree with you and I again I invite everybody to participate to this uh, presentation that you're going to have again June 6th 2022 at 3.30 p.m. Moscow West Rohit it, it was a pleasure as, as always I, I already walked away from this with thinking so thank you so much for sharing this already with me and always be Uh, great sport again uh, reference to sport to to be part of our conversation here on ITSP magazine I, I really appreciate that thank you Marco it was a great pleasure to talk and I uh, hope we can meet in 3d again soon enough and uh, oh yeah even 4d <laughs> there we go <laughs> look forward to it thank you <laughs> thank you very much UX is trusted by the world's leading global organizations to reduce risk, ensure compliance, and increase visibility through machine identity management and application infrastructure security and orchestration. Learn more at appviewx.com. Modern application development needs modern application security. With our award-winning application security testing solutions, checkmarks, enables developers to securely accelerate their work. Learn more at checkmarks.com. Black Cloak provides concierge cybersecurity protection to corporate executives and high net worth individuals to protect against hacking, reputational loss, financial loss, and the impacts of a corporate data breach. Learn more at blackcloak.io. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. HITRUST is a leading data protection standards development and certification organization that strives to safeguard sensitive information and manage information risk for global organizations across all industries and throughout the third-party supply chain. Learn more at HITRUSTALLIANCE.NET. Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, share ITSP Magazine with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our columns. Thank you for listening.
Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG 24.